1: Welcome to move your Mind. My name is Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. Trusting your instincts and pushing forward in spite of people telling you that it can't be done often leads to incredible outcomes. Our gut instincts often guide us beyond the boundaries of what seems feasible on paper. Some of the most remarkable achievements have emerged when individuals chose to ignore the doubt and past statistics, and push ahead with determination and resilience success often arises from a refusal to accept limitations and an unwavering belief in the possibility of achieving the seemingly impossible today's guest lives by this mantra jessica williamson is an entrepreneur business and mindset mentor podcaster author and tedx speaker jess so great to meet you and yeah thank you so much for making the time to come on the podcast
0: Yeah, thanks, Nick. And I honestly, you know, love the work you do. So it's an honor to be here and chat with you.
1: Well, same to you. I mean, I was looking up, yeah, some of the work that you're doing. And I think there's a lot of overlaps. And yeah, super excited to just explore your personal mindset, the, you know, the work you're doing, the sort of messages that you're putting out there and the concepts you're talking about, because I think they're all so, so relevant in this day and age. So yeah, super excited.
0: Awesome. I'm excited to dive right in.
1: Yeah, well, I might jump in just straight away by asking you, uh, just so our listeners can get to know you a bit better, would you be able to give a background on yourself and just how you came to be doing what you're now
0: doing? Yeah, I always say, "All right, I'll try and keep this short because otherwise we'll be here for like ten hours." (laughs) But (laughs) I basically, um, I basically started my entrepreneurial journey when I was twenty-one. I had this grand idea; I was going to start a global fashion brand, and at the time, had zero experience in the fashion industry, zero experience running a business, um, really no clue or no reason why that would have been a thought that should have crossed my mind. Like, let me go and start a global fashion brand in the most competitive industry. But to top it off, I decided swimwear was the choice as well, which swimwear, it's like you buy one a year, it's seasonal and body positive, you know, all of the things play a part. People want to try it on. And I probably chose the hardest thing ever, but At the time, not one of those things crossed my mind. I just went headfirst in and pretty much because of that, I set up the business, positioned it in a way that was seen global and sold globally from day one. And one week into business, I was invited to New York Fashion Week, which I know you're in New York, which is um, kind of crazy being from Perth with zero clue what I was doing, 22 years old at that point, one week into business invited to New York Fashion Week, which is just like, how even does that happen? (laughs) So it was kind of throw in the deep end from day one. And I just kept one step in front of the other, grew and scaled that business. I since exited that business in 2021, but between 2016 and 2019, I decided to start five other businesses. So I had an influencer travel agency. So, I used to take influencers on international trips and we would promote brands, kind of like an agency model. And then I decided I was going to open a brick and mortar events photo shoot venue here in Perth. I was doing like photography on the side. I was doing my mentoring. So, all of it at once in 2019, which obviously landed me in burnout big time. Mm. And then I decided, okay, I know how to create a successful business. That's not the problem because they were booked out, sold out. You know, it was thriving, but I was not thriving. Like my health was suffering. I was anxious from the moment I woke up and I realized that, okay, I'm chasing society's idea of success. And in that moment, I had to redefine what does success actually mean? mean to me and to me that was like actually feeling calm every day <laughs> that was the number one thing and something that I still really value so that's kind of where I started to exit and sell some of the companies now I just and I say just but I mean now I run through my personal brand so doing my mentoring my podcast um writing my book you know <laughs> all of the above <laughs> so I haven't really slowed down but I've learned how to Manage and make sure I have a bit more focus on me in that process.
1: Wow, well, yeah, thank you for sharing that. and uh, yeah, it's so funny. your version of sl- slowing down is just you know doing a podcast and coaching and a book and a few other things. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, super impressive there. and I was uh, yeah, I mean that's unbelievable, sort of having launching that at such a young age and having that success and doing all of those other businesses. Um, and I was sort of smiling when you were saying that, cause there's an, sort of can see another crossover there where I, at the age of, I think I was 23 and my first business was an underwear label of all things. Yeah. And I, I, I was doing modeling work and I was on a TV show at the time and uh, I had no idea about the industry or how to start a business, but just went and sort of went in the deep end and learned as I went. And it was probably the best business experience I could have had, even though it was so yeah. chaotic. Um. And I think that's so so interesting, I, I guess, as one thing, what uh, question to ask. With that mindset of sort of not having the answers, not having the training or knowledge, but just going, you know, head first and mm. that naivety of not knowing how difficult this can be, not knowing the statistics of how hard it would be to su- mm-hmm. succeed, was that a positive for you because it prevented you from... Yeah. Yeah. You know, slowing down?
0: Yeah, I actually coined, well, I didn't invent the term, but I call it like playing in fantasy land. It's like everyone tells you to be realistic. And I actually think that is the biggest superpower. And you have a similar thought process. But I didn't realize not everyone thinks that way. Not everyone has this blind faith of the only option is for it to work out. Like there was not one ounce of self doubt. Part of that is potentially being young and naive, but I've kind of always had that sense of just let's go big and (laughs) let's not put any limits on what's possible. And then it happens. And I truly believe, and there's a lot of obviously discussions around what we think and what we believe create our outcomes, but I still think people are skeptical about it being real Mm. because they're still holding on to those fears or the what ifs, or I don't want to go too big because then I'll look silly or then I might lose all my money, which I definitely did at one point, emptied my life savings. But I came back from that because then I said, okay, the fact is I've emptied my life savings. Well, what's the next step out of it? I didn't create any narratives around when I try and start a business, I empty my life savings. And you know, I'm not cut out to make a business. I didn't create any beliefs or narratives around what that meant. So I actually think having or playing in fantasy land is like the biggest success tool because you're not wasting energy on what might happen. It's just putting all your energy into taking the action and moving forward, which I know is easier said than done for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Easier said than done, but such an important thing. And and I guess that's where so many mental health issues arise from in general as well, worrying about the what ifs and projecting mm. to the future and looking at all of the negatives. And like you're saying there, it's not to say that it's not an easy thing to ignore that, but it is such an important thing. And, you know, we can get so caught up in, uh, you know, even the people that care about us are often out of out of care for us, out of love, uh going against what we're actually wanting to do and feeding us information that drives fear, that drives that um insecurity about the chance of success, about all the you know future problems that could happen, and that leads to it so it's being able to be you know strong enough in yourself that you can just trust your gut and know that things are going to be okay regardless of what happens and you know, and I guess, like you're saying there, even when the worst case happens. I mean, and I think most entrepreneurs have had that where you've had some success, you've gone broke, you've built it again. When that happens, it's almost the best thing that could happen because mm. it's liberating. It's one of the worst case scenarios. You get through it and you realize, well, that didn't really change anything. If anything, yeah. I learned a lesson and I'm still the same person. I'm still able to do all the things I you know, need to do every day. It doesn't, you know, at the end of the day, it's the process that we should be enjoying doing. And I think if you can be more attached to that, you're going to find a solution at some point.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And I love what you said about that being the best case, like the worst case being the best case scenario, because what it shows us then is, I mean, our brains are wired to keep us alive, basically, if we simplify it. And so by going through those worst case scenarios that oftentimes we're so afraid to Take action towards in case it happens is really just because we see it as a threat to our health or well being. And so when it happens, it shows us that we're actually safe. We survived, we can handle that. And something that I talk about a bit as well is. You don't even necessarily have to empty your life savings like I did or hit that rock bottom moment, but even just visualizing that happening and kind of regulating your nervous system as if you experienced it creates that safety in your mind that actually, if that did happen, I can handle it. And it kind of normalizes that feeling a little bit so that you feel safer to take the leaps forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and reminding yourself that those scenarios can also happen, you know, regardless of whether you try and take the plunge and, you know, create your business, or if there's some other endeavor you're wanting to follow, it is just as likely to happen maybe in the job that you're doing that you're not happy with, and that you're doing in place of the thing you want to do that nothing's 100% secure. Mm. So I think just reminding yourself that, we We're in control, and we can find our way out. Um, another thing I, when you were talking about that, I, I wanted to ask you, um, you were talking about you know just going and doing it, and you, you created this fashion label at a young age, and you believed you could do it, and you had all of these crazy things happen. How important is it when you're sort of jumping into these things that it's backed up with the actual work ethic and you know do because I think we can get also get caught up in the other side of it where mm. we believe in ourselves and we have all of these dreams and we think we can do everything but we don't actually back that up with the work or with knowing what to do I think because then you can just be stuck in um yeah stuck at a standstill not knowing what what steps to take
0: yeah so I mean I go zero to 100. I tell people my problem is like trying not to go zero to 1,000 because then I burn (laughs) out. But like 100%, like it's pretty much 50-50. You've got to believe in yourself wholeheartedly, be prepared to take the risks. But if you're prepared, that's like not going to move you forward at all if you're not taking the action. So, you know, the reason why I was invited to New York Fashion Week wasn't just I believed – magically I'm going to be international. It's because I had that belief. And then the actions that I took as a result, I worked with international influencers to build a global audience. I invested in a high end photo shoot. I actually flew across the country to Melbourne to get the vision that I had because I couldn't find photographers in Perth that matched that exact vision. So I took all of the actions that really aligned and that then positioned me in that way in that exact example. But even recently I decided I wanted to get a TED talk and find a publisher for my book. And like I just shared with you before, both of those came through last week, which was just crazy that it just all happened in that time. But it's a result of one, I was like, how on earth do you get a TED talk? So I researched the heck out of it. I learned, I found people who knew how to do it, how to position yourself in a way to pitch to them or, you know, things like that. And then it happened because I sought out the information and then I took the action to write the pitch and send it off to publishers as well. And all of these things happened. So. It wasn't that I just thought, let me send it to one publisher and see. I sent it to every publisher <laughs> that I was like, let me see every single one and I'm going to send it to every single one that's relevant to my category of book because why not? You know, it's going to increase my yeah. chances.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. I think it's such a great message of, you know, just cutting through all of the noise and looking at it logically, and just what do I actually need to do, and how how can I influence this result? And we we often feel like, like that that things are just so out of reach when we don't know the industry, when we don't have the connection, it can seem daunting. And people tell us that it's too difficult, and there's too many gatekeepers. But if you just apply that same business logic to basically anything, there's going to be a process, and there's going to be a learning curve, and there's going to be you know, a way to, to open those doors. And like you Mm -hmm. said, you know, how do you find a book deal? Well, go and um, put it out there and, and not just stop at one publisher, but go to as many as you can and, um, and, and learn as you go. And often something does come from it if you just stick to it.
0: Yeah. I always say where there's a will, there's always a way, but it just depends how willing you are to do it. You know, like, It depends are you going to give up after two tries, after two days, or are you going to keep persevering until you make it happen? Or are you going to find the information that you're lacking? But a lot of people aren't willing to make it happen. That's the difference.
1: Hey, guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, please click the subscribe button, leave a like or comment, share with your friends, and follow me on Instagram at Nick Brax. I really appreciate your ongoing support. Yeah, you've got to be able to commit Sort of blindly and not put timeframes on it, and you know, not not put provisions on how it's going to happen. So it's it's such an important thing having that resilience. Yeah. I think as an entrepreneur, uh, and I've got sort of a bigger question I want to ask you around. You know, what one of the key topics you talk about with how fear of actual success as an entrepreneur. Mm. So before I jump into that one, um, how can as an entrepreneur, how can we manage our our focus? Because you've achieved so many different things often, or even now, I guess, doing multiple things at once. How do you actually maintain that focus and not, not get overwhelmed and make sure that you're accountable and doing the right things for the projects that you're pursuing? Because that can be so difficult and it can be so hard to just, you know, not be distracted and not go down rabbit holes and manage our time.
0: Yeah, I use a lot of spreadsheets and a lot of to-do lists, but something that I realized is I can achieve more things if I have more brain space, basically, Mm. or mental capacity for it. So one tool that I actually love to use is just a very, very simple to-do list app, but it's called Todoist. And it allows me to schedule tasks or projects for certain days and Once it's scheduled, I don't have to look at it. I can just open today's to-do list. And oftentimes when we're trying to juggle so many things, it's because we're holding them in our mental capacity. And I used to use a paper planner, which then you'd have to write out every single day, like, oh, what do I need to do today? And it would be very hard to prioritize. Whereas I open the app, it's out of my brain. If my brain says, oh, don't forget about this, I'll say no worries. It's scheduled. I have no idea where it's scheduled, but it is. And then I move on, you know, and it's a passing yeah. thought versus all of these things consuming space in my brain. So that way I can look at my list and say four things today. That is all I need to think about. And once those four things are done, I go and relax. Cause if I opened it right now, there would be 97 things. Like at any given time, there's yep. between 70 to 90 things on the list. And if I was using like how people just write one to-do list, it's never ending. And then that's where I see guilt come in when you're trying to relax. It's like, oh, but I've got 97 still to go. (laughs) I can't relax because I've got stuff on my to-do list. And so that really helps just for me to get actual brain space back. And then I know things are prioritized and organized when they need to be based on
1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash
0: switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Urgent and don't worry about
1: it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And it's such an important thing because otherwise you, you're just flying blind and I've been like that in the past where I sort of was trying to do a million things at once and there was no structure and it becomes chaos and it just doesn't – you can't sustain it. So, no. yeah, I think the planning like that is the best thing you can do, and especially if you do have that mindset where you're, you've got ideas coming up all over the time and you're ambitious and you're wanting to do things, you have to put that somewhere and skip plan it so that then you yes. can have the permission to relax and focus. I think, yeah, exactly. it's a critical thing.
0: Uh-huh, so important. Because the ideas never end.
1: never end exactly and you'll drive yourself crazy so yeah (laughs) i think it's so important (laughs) um so yeah you talk a lot about fear of success which i think so interesting you know fear fear of failure is a huge thing that gets talked about but fear of actual success i think that's a super interesting topic and i know i've um dealt with that quite a lot and probably still to this day anything that i'm doing any big you know i've got all these big dream projects i'm working on and even when you start seeing, um, you know, the positive things happen with it, there's a weird feeling often of uh, this doubt and this fear of, oh, but something's surely going to go wrong at some point and self-sabotage. So, why why does that happen? And what can we do to try and mitigate that?
0: Yeah. So, I speak a lot to ambitious people in general. And so, what I see with Ambitious people is fear of failure isn't even on the cards. It's like where you're at now is almost your version of failure. Like, what's the worst that can happen if you try and it doesn't work? You end up back where you were, you know? So, when we think about it in that sense, it's like failure is fine. Like, it's you know, you can handle it, you're resilient enough. But when it comes to success, the challenge with success is. We have more money. Then we have more relation um not relationships. We have more responsibility with money. When we are, you know, if we have more clients, if we have more customers, there's more responsibility with that. When it comes to success, you know, there's even the societal expectations that you don't have problems anymore. You're a millionaire. You're a billionaire. You can't have Mm. problems today, you know, and this. Plays a massive part in mental health as well because if a millionaire is complaining, we've seen it in movies, we've seen it in society in general. It's like you can't complain, you don't know what hard is. You know, we get told these narratives, and so it almost removes a human element when you become too successful. And that measurement is based on obviously who you surround yourself with, who your general, um, who your general close proximity is or even just the society that you kind of part because obviously if you're around billionaires and you're like just starting out or coming from middle class then maybe that becomes your new safety blanket but oftentimes it's the ambitious people who are breaking free from where they came from or building something so much bigger than they've even witnessed themselves that there's all of these pressures that come with it the expectations, the, the even the judgments as well around, you know, bragging or now all you care about is money or all of these narratives we've been taught in society and they're playing out subconsciously. So that's where we start to see, you know, if you're working towards something and you keep hitting the same roadblocks, you're like, I'm doing all the things, like, why can't I get past this? Or you keep hitting the same income level over and over, even though you've shifted your strategy to be able to allow more flow. So even for me, I experienced that where no matter what I did, I kept hitting the exact same revenue. Like you Mm. could not make this up because my business model was scalable. It wasn't A result of being capped in any way. And it just kept hitting the same revenue, even though I was doing all of the things to kind of break to next level. And what I realized was I had a massive growth in income and success and helping more people and all of the incredible things. And my mind said, what if you can't keep it up? Mm. Then you're, you know, then you're going to look silly or then you're going to let people down or whatever it was that came with, that huge next level. And I felt unsafe in holding that. And what happened was then the next few months, it went back down to where I was comfortable. And so I had to rewrite my mind and create a level of safety in holding that next level of success.
1: That makes so much sense and can happen on so many levels. And Mm. I guess you could even do it with, you know, you're trying to get a book deal. And what if I get this book deal? And I am so consumed by it that I can't keep up with my other business responsibilities yes. and and people can burnout reinforce is a, that. Yeah.
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah. Burnout and even mental health, burnout and mental health are a big one because people associate more success with more work, with- less health, with less fun, with more sacrifice. And so if we believe that when we create more success, our mental health is going to suffer, our physical health is going to suffer, or it means that we have to spend less time with family and friends because that's what success is being painted to look like, then there's no way our mind is going to let us sacrifice all these things that are keeping us alive or that we value such as fun and family it's going to say, hey, this business sounds like a threat. Let's eliminate it. Let's just make sure you're capped at that. And that's where it plays out subconsciously.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So would you say in business, it's really important at the beginning and as you move forward to make sure that uh, it is scalable, that you've got systems in place, that you've got You're not just relying on yourself and turning yourself into the only resource in the business because that I guess that is where those problems probably can happen if you just have no other option other than yourself for everything that can only sustain for for so long.
0: Yeah, 100% scalable, you know, building the right teams. Even for me, I've actually always had a super lean team because I just love being agile and keeping things really flexible. But it's, yeah, automating the things or creating that level of, it's not even necessarily systems and teams and things are definitely going to help. Of course, you need that. But for me, I found that it was more boundaries. Like I had to set Mm. myself boundaries because, as entrepreneurs, we can fill the time. We can pretty easily fill the time. Do we need to? Probably not. You know, We could get the same result with maybe less time or maybe doing less things and get rid of all the unnecessary pieces. And so for me, it was really being really hard about those boundaries. And noticing when I started to get into more of a negative or anxiousness started showing up for me, I like to check in and say, what, do I need today? And sometimes it's just clear the schedule, go to the beach, that's it. Mm. Or sometimes I need sleep. And so I like to just check in when something feels a little off and just say, what do I need today? Because I know that sacrificing one day of work is going to be well worth it in the long-term sustainability of the business if I'm making sure that I'm sorted first as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, that's such a good point. It's so refreshing to hear you talk about that because I think it's honest and real and and practical advice when you can hear a lot of motivational speakers out there saying, you've just got to, you know, grind, work harder, get up at three in the morning, learn to sleep for four hours a night and, you know, do all these things that if I tried to do that for one week, I'd be a mess. I'd probably have a mental breakdown. Uh, And the older I've gotten, exactly what you're talking about there, having boundaries. And it's about working hard, but in a smart way where it's not like on a given day, it feels that difficult because like you're saying there, if you're planning things out and you're structuring your day and you're having those boundaries, you should feel quite calm, clear, and focused every day and have that balance. So it's about creating that ecosystem for yourself where you can more sustain that and be consistent. I think that's the key thing, you know, how can you make yeah. yourself consistent over a long period of time because that's normally where the results come from. Whereas we we often think at the beginning that it's just about pushing harder, but you could be pushing in the wrong way. And mm. even if you are pushing in the right way, how, no human can sustain that no matter what they no. say. We're, we've, we've all got limitations and we all need to, you know, have balance in our lives.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think there's like nuance to it because I think – for a while, I was talking a lot about freedom and balance and live your life first. And what people took that as was Jess doesn't work. She just magically <laughs> creates success. And I was like, no, 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 the days that I'm on, I'm on, but I make sure that I have the boundaries in place that, you know, it works as well. And it's knowing when you're being efficient and when things sometimes just don't work. And so I just let go. You know, there's no point forcing something that maybe should take an hour, take four hours instead. I'll use that time productively to fill my cup and I'll come back when, when I'm feeling fresh and can do it efficiently as well.
1: Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast and wanna learn more, I've released my first book, Move Your Mind, How to Build a Healthy Mindset for Life. Where I talk about my own journey with mental health and share tips from experts on how to maintain a healthy mindset. You can buy the book on Amazon or through my website at nickbracks.com/book. Yeah, I, I love that, and I've, I've definitely had those moments where I've been, you know, exhausted and overwhelmed. It's late at night, and I'm sitting there trying to force myself to, you know, put proposals together or whatever it is. And yeah, it'll take four times as long, and there'll be mistakes everywhere. And you'll be in such a bad mood by the end of it. It's like, why just, just stop, go and enjoy yourself, relax. And, you know, do it come back in the morning, it's really not going to change that much if you leave it for a little bit longer. And then when you come back to it, you realize, you know, what was I? What was I doing? You know, this is fine, I can and you just get it done. And it's so important to um, be focused and be calm and clear, because that will save you time and you'll be more efficient.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent.
1: So, thank you so much for sharing all of this. I before we we finish with five closing questions, before we go into that, I just wanted to ask you. Uh, you know, this is a mental health and well-being sort of themed podcast. Uh, what are what are some of the core things you do on a daily basis to maintain your personal mental health and well-being and just stay sane in the process of everything you're doing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get cancelled for saying this but I'm going to say it anyway (laughs) because so I always say my form of meditation is reality tv like I just love (laughs) reality tv give me some Kardashians real housewives some other people that would be so anxiety inducing but I'm like I love it and so I'll always get some fix in of that um but the other thing that I do is just I keep it quite simple, actually. Like I don't have a whole 5 a.m. routine or anything. I just make sure I eat really well and get a ton of sleep. Like I probably get eight plus hours of sleep a night and that's always been my number one. Even when I was in university and everyone was pulling all-nighters, I was in bed by 8, 9pm every single time. So <laughs> that's <laughs> always my number one. Mix it in with some reality TV and that's my my perfect combo.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. And again, refreshing because it's really, you know, sleep is critical and being able to, yeah, just make sure that we're focusing on looking after ourselves in that area reality tv i think is great because you <laughs> know any anything where you can just turn your brain off and just yes. you know relax and veg out so i think um no love that and, and again love everything you've shared here and thank you for being so open and honest and giving some, i think our listeners will take so much out of this so um the first of these five questions is what is your best childhood memory that comes to mind
0: Oh, so I would say, honestly, I just loved going to the beach as a kid, which is probably why I ended up starting my swimwear brand.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. And, and being an Australian in Perth, I guess, yeah, it's such a amazing lifestyle to have that access. So yeah, I love that. What do you think's currently the biggest burden on mental health in society?
0: Yeah, I think it's just out never-ending connectedness like we don't really get a break and all of the apps are designed to keep us on there so i think mm. it's just always being on and and not really having space for our brains to just be like how often yeah. do you just be you know you always got a podcast in your ears or multitasking or you know replying to that message or scrolling or something so yeah i try and have some just brain dead time
1: <laughs> oh it's overwhelming and again I guess it goes back to boundaries what you said before if we don't have boundaries with that it is it's too much I think it's mm. and it's social media this you know they it's what most of the guests say are you know one of the biggest issues that just it is something that is only getting more crazy and we need to have our own boundaries with it yeah what's your personal definition of happiness?
0: Oh, my personal definition of happiness probably goes back to what I said earlier and just feeling calm. Like the first time I realized that I wasn't calm, I went to Margaret River. I don't know if you know the region, but it's a beautiful wine region with wineries and um, beautiful Mm. beaches. And there was no phone service. And when I was in my peak burnout, I was like, why does my heart feel slow? Like something must be wrong. And it was just that I was calm for the first time in a long time. And so that really jolted me out of that high anxiousness mode. And yeah, I just make sure that I'm calm and that gives me peace.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's such an important thing. And I think doing things like that is so important because we, we realize that, We don't actually need that much to be happy. You know, we all have access to nature and yes, we need our core needs met and, you know, certain things, certain amount of resource to just do what we have, what we need or do what we need, but it's not as much as we think. And Mm. being able to have that as our baseline gives you the freedom then to take risks and explore everything else. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, definitely. What are you most afraid of?
0: I think I'm most afraid of not living up to the potential that I know I can be. And I think that goalpost continually shifts because I reach it. And then although, you know, it's like this balance of I'm super grateful, it's not like, oh, I'm never happy with where I'm at, but it's knowing that I'm here for so much more. And so, yeah, that's kind of what drives me, but also potentially a fear.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think I have that same fear. Uh, <laughs> what? So on a positive note, what are you most proud of?
0: I am most proud of who I've become because would you believe like eight years ago when I started my first business, I did not want anyone to know I existed. I didn't want my name anywhere. I could not public speak to save my life. I couldn't even remember my name. I was the biggest, shyest introvert. And so it's just been really cool to just evolve.
1: <laughs> wow. I, I, yeah, that's incredible. Well, the transition from that to what you're doing now, starting all of these different businesses, doing a TED talk and a book zone, having your podcast, everything you're doing. I think it's incredible. And I think, yeah, I lo- already, I've, I've taken a lot out of this. I know our guests will. And I think it's so important, the messages that you're sharing and I think it's going to help so many people. So thank you for coming on here. And final thing, where can our listeners go if they want to learn more about you?
0: Yeah. So they can come and hang out on my podcast, Jess Williamson, the podcast. I share a lot for female entrepreneurs on there and also Instagram at Jess.Williamson8, because apparently it's the most common name in history. So we've got eight at the end, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Instagram is like the the place where I hang out most and my DMs are always open. I always love to hear you know, what people have taken away from, from the episode as well.
1: Great. Well, we'll have those links in the show notes, so make sure to check them out. And Jess, so great to meet you. And yeah, thank you again for making the time.
0: Perfect. Thanks so much, Nick.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks to Jessica Williamson for joining me today for Move Your Mind. Also, a huge thank you to those of you listening. I really appreciate your support. If you'd like to learn more or connect with me personally, visit www.nickbrax.com or send me a DM on Instagram at nickbrax. Please don't forget to click the subscribe button, leave a like or comment, share with your friends, and follow me on Instagram. It really makes a difference. Thank you so much.